welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 7, Episode 1, titled Born Naked. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one mischievous co-host. From the Bloody Podcast Network, please say... Say hello to my little friend! To Lori Roggenkamp. Hello, Lori Roggenkamp. Hello. Now, th- now, Lori, this is the first time I think you and I are actually recapping together a RuPaul's Drag Race episode. You know, and so uh, now, by the what's That's funny? Exciting. Well, what's funny is by the time the general public hears this, uh, we will have done All Star season five already. But everyone should know through the magic of podcasting, we are actually recording this in September of 2019. Uh, and uh, that is when we're recording this, and so like this is that first time I was re- uh, doing a re- RuPaul's Drag Race recap show together. Now, Lori, let me ask you a question. You know, one of the things everyone should know is that Lori loves spoilers, and in fact, what I found out is currently we are recapping Dragula season three, as we're currently doing right now. And I yes. found this out, and this is super shocking that Lori, before she watches the episode, jumps to the end to find out who's going home. Why is that, Lori? I just, I don't like the tension of not knowing. I just always like, especially with competition shows, I always get like a little like, oh, I just want to know what happens. Mm -hmm. And I just don't like the, that kind of like, what will happen? How, where, who's going to win? What, you know? Mm -hmm. So I just, if I can, I just like to, you know, go fast forward and, and just go find out who won. And then that way I can enjoy the rest of the show knowing that I, that I know. Mm -hmm. So that's very odd. Like I actually love not knowing. I'm always like, hmm. You know that that's actually one of the the exciting things for me is I used to host a show called The Rumor Mill. Now the Rumor Mill still exists. It just exists without me. And um, you know, because I was the host of The Rumor Mill, I knew all the rumors, the tea, the speculation about every episode, which is usually surprisingly accurate. So I had lost that sense of surprise in watching drag competition shows. Now that I've removed myself, I've extricated myself from that show, Lori. I now am back in the in the place of I can watch a show and I have no idea who's going home. See, I feel the opposite. When I don't know, it's hard for me to focus. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like uh, I'm trying to think of like a pr- a prime example. Yeah, I would say Game of Thrones probably is a good one. What Game of Thrones? Like, I watched the final episode to find out what happened and then now I'm going to go back and watch the 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 show. Really? But yeah, but now that I know what happens, I feel like I can like okay, I can deal with it. And then I know every season has like a thing, so then I'm going to go back and watch. Oh, a, a better example I would say now that I thought about Veronica Mars. My aunt and I are currently watching the this cuz uh they had released some new new a new season of Veronica uh-huh. Mars on Hulu. And so my aunt and I are going through all of the original season. Then we're going to watch the movie and then we're going to go. Um, we're going to watch the show. And my aunt doesn't like me to check spoilers. She's like, I want you to be able to just experience it. So sh- we share a Hulu. So she won't let me go. If I go on Hulu and check, she'll know. Uh-huh. So I just, I've just been Googling a bunch of stuff to find out what happens. Now, you know what's so funny? Because, so, you know, Lori and I are both from Orange County, California. And yes. um, I just found out, did you know that the creator of Ver- Veronica Mars came out and said that the town she lives in is based on, I can't remember if it's Mission Viejo or San Juan Capistrano. 
Does that ring true for you? And how well do you I, see? I know those tones well. But I don't know if you know them. Is it? Um, it, it's in. It's like part of San Diego, isn't it, or something like that? Didn't they say like Neptune? He uh, like, he he, it, he just revealed this like a month or two ago that oh really that he based it literally in his head she lives like I can't remember if it's Mission Viejo or San Juan Capistrano it's one of those two cities well it's a town full of psychopaths I'm oh, just gonna it? say that right now oh. um and and also it's a town where apparently people just don't even like driving is just just seems like a crazy notion mm-hmm. because uh I w- we were watching an episode and and she goes I it was, they live in California. What I was assuming was in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, uh, her mom was in Barstow. And she's like, well, I'm just going to get a plane ticket to Barstow. Just, just drive. Why do you need a plane ticket? Also, are there flights to Barstow? So, mm-hmm. you know. These are the things that and concern you. These are, yeah. But see, I wouldn't be able to be concerned with those things if I didn't know what was happening. Because then mm-hmm. I'd be worried about like, Oh, what's happening? What the, what does that mean? Like with competition shows, when they show uh, a a person for too long, mm-hmm. I go like, well, does that mean they're getting eliminated? Or does that mean they're going to win? What's mm-hmm. you know, what's the story on that? So when I know, I don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. Now I almost wonder if you've sort of uh, uh, spoiled <laughs> it for us because you said your aunt does not like you to watch spoilers, correct? No. Yeah, and so you and she, and if you went on Hulu, you would be able to uh, tell. So you now go on the internet and find out uh, all this stuff about Veronica Mars. Is that true? Yes. And yet we're supposed to believe that you have because I made Lori promise that she would not go and find out anything that happens on season seven or anything. So you're telling me you just have not done that. No, I have not. The only things I know, and this I'll be honest, the only things I know is because I started watching a little bit of, I think it was the last All-Stars, and mm-hmm. I know that Kennedy Davenport, Trixie Mattel, and Jasmine Masters, is that who she, is that the name? Yeah. I know that weren't they, they're on All-Stars. Yeah. So I, that's the only thing I know. I don't know any of their rankings or uh-huh. anything like that. I just know that. Oh, and then I know that Ginger Minge made a song that was played on Camp Kiki. That's it. But I have not. Now, look, it's a, it's like a, I'm an addict, so it's a day. I'm, it's a day to day thing. Mm-hmm. I can only say that today I'm not looking at spoilers. Yeah. Tomorrow, who knows? But um, no, for right now, I'm not looking at spoilers, spoilers at all. Well, yeah. I mean, I think you know this. This is. But do you know anything about the season at all in general? No, I actually told my girlfriend. And she was like about to say something. I was like, just so you know, I can't hear any spoilers. Yeah. So she was saying, she goes, oh, is that the season with Violet Chachki? So I, I have a feeling that Violet Chachki plays a role, a big role in the season, if that's like the mm-hmm. the one person that she called out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything about the... Um, and I uh, currently right now I've been watching old episodes because mm-hmm. I haven't really watched you know, all the way through yeah. the the show. And I'm, I'm de- um, basically on the last episode of season three. And I know who won because I looked it up. Well, that's but... an interesting one because actually everybody knew who won. Uh, that's actually season three is the reason now that they do the live finale and they take multiple endings because early in the season, Perez Hilton leaked, leaked who won season three. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. How did he, was he there? 
Is that uh, how he leaked well, it? Well, they used they used to they used to crown the person. They didn't film multiple endings. They just gave the they just they just ended the you know, a traditional sort of filming the ending. And so someone from the crew leaked it to him or a cast member who knows. He got the information and he published it like early in the season. And Is Prince so, Hilton still a thing? Is he still like a a person that people like? I don't know. I've always found him creepy and annoying and awful. And he, I think he doesn't even write. Because the sort of the charm of Perez, if there was any, uh, it used to be the sort of charm of Perez Hilton was, I don't even think he lived in L.A. at the time. Maybe he did. Was he was one of those early bloggers. Oh, he has a podcast. He does? Well, he used to be a blogger. Okay. Okay. And in the early days, he what he used to do was he would just read gossip websites and whatnot, and then he would take a picture. He, so he would just republish gossip, but when he posted the picture, he would draw like, you know, he would draw things on the picture to be funny. Like he'd put a mustache yeah. on somebody or a penis coming out or something like that, right? And so he got super famous, okay? Because his blog became super popular, became sort of an insider. I think he then moved to Los Angeles. I think he was somewhere else, like Miami or something. And uh, and then he became like an inside on the gossip. And then I think he started to back away from actually, even though his name was on it, I think I read that his mother or his sister started writing more for him. And he was just sort of like overseeing the whole um, operation. Kind of like what I'm planning. I'm basically the Perez Hilton of uh of podcasting now so maybe yeah. he's doing the podcasting thing and then remember he lost a ton of weight and then he adopted and he was creepy looking and he adopted a creepy baby he adopted a baby that was cute but then he took a creepy picture with the baby it was a whole thing you know yeah and so I, he has that kind of head that i feel like mm-hmm. is like um that i kind of worry about is like I, I want you know those people that you see you're like oh maybe you should just stay fat like yes. it was one of those yes. heads where you're like I don't like the fact that you're skinny now. Your yeah. head is just way too big. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I remember that he used to do the f- pictures. And I found him funny for a while, but then mm. he just got really, like... He got mean, too. Full of himself and mean. Yeah. And then he did that thing. They did that video where he was, like, crying. And yeah, yeah. So I was just like, okay. But, yeah, I didn't know that He's he nice. leaked. But, anyway, so... My point of all that was that I I don't know anything after season three because I'm doing it season by season. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't want to get like bogged down mm-hmm. with um, like spoilers or anything. Yeah. So I know who wins season three. And then so seasons four, five, six, I don't know too much about. Okay. So and I don't know anything about season seven. What about so. eight? Is that when you started watching it? I think that's the only one that I've watched all the way through. That's with Bob the Drag Queen, right? Correct, it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. But I would have to rewatch it because, I mean, I couldn't tell you. Oh, I could only tell you, like, two things about it, which is that Bob the Drag Queen one, mm-hmm. and Spoiler that's alert. it. I can only tell you one. <laughs> all right, well, let's jump into the episode. This week, we're splitting the episode into two. Uh, this I traditionally like to do uh the first episode split because i have only so much energy for the workroom entrances and then i have to save my energy for the rest of the episode oh so that's what i was gonna say about with uh because i'm at season three right now is i feel like i'm interested to see where the jump was because right now at season three in the first episode of season three there was a little bit of an entrance but not really yeah the seasons one and two almost no entrance mm-hmm. right seasons one i think everybody just walked in at the same time i don't mm-hmm. even know if they had even like an entrance thing mm-hmm. if i remember correctly this season seven full-on entrances yeah. full-on 
you know, make up everything, doing a whole catchphrase thing, yeah. you know, everything. So I'm interested to see it now. Is this would this sort of be considered the start of it or has this happened in previous seasons? So I've actually talked a lot about the separation between six and seven. I've always had this theory that season six is sort of the and between season six and season seven is sort of like the the line of demarcation for when the show changes and that season six which i also think is the best season in the show uh five and six are its apex of just the more traditional version like in other words it keeps getting better like in other words you have episode season one season two is better than season one season season three is one of those turning points if you can, if you can, and you've watched season one and two and three, right? So yeah. you can tell season three, it's not just wearing clothes that they bought at uh, Twenty One Forever. You know, like there's actually yeah. now Raja and um, and uh, Manila and uh, what's the um, um, I can't remember her name. Alexis Mateo. Thank you, Alexis Mateo. They sort of changed the game here, right? The show, cha- yeah. Because here's the deal: the show started basically as a joke. Right, it was a parody show. Like, ha ah, ha! Wouldn't it be a gag if if RuPaul hosted a show that was like a send up of America's Next Top Model and Project Runway? Okay, so so season one's kind of like a jokey show, right? Then yes. season two is like, all right, well, it's the same thing, it's just a little bit m- more money. Season three is you can tell the drag queens are realizing, no, this could actually be something big, and they take it very seriously. Okay, then yeah. season four. Uh, but it's still season three is taking it to couture, but it's still more traditional. Uh, who brings the 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 fiercest kind of like look drag, and then season four Sharon Needles changes the whole ball game, okay? Uh-huh. Uh, and because she's so kooky and spooky and weird, she changes it. Season five is an amazing season, and Jinx is her own kind of thing. Season six, you have Bianca, and I think that's the best one. But what happens, and what's funny is you get an early peak in season six. In that, in the first episode, there's a queen who's pretty much says to the other drag queens, a contestant says, "Oh, I don't care how I do in the show. I'm just here for the exposure." And at the time, all the queens are like, "God, like, so judgy of him, right?" But I think that's the first ripple in the water. You know, that is the, okay. the canary in the coal mine, so to speak. That the show is starting to become self-referential and realizing the, the it's starting to realize the impact it has on you know the drag scene at large and so i think season seven okay i don't want to say too much about the season seven and, and and it's it's place in the fandom but what i'll say is season seven though you can tell now this is the first season where it's it's younger group of queens they're more focused on social media they are aware of the impact of the show they um they know what the show can do for them yeah and they're more of those magnolia crawfords of i'm gonna go on there with my catchphrase and i'm gonna sell t-shirts and i'm gonna get booked and this is gonna change my career and this is the first time you're seeing that among all the contestants yeah Okay. All right. Yeah, I just wanted to know at what where place we were. If this was like, oh, this is old hat. This yeah. has been going on. So okay. Yeah, the last season is just now the seasons. I maybe it's gonna. We'll see how season twelve is. But 
it, the, it changes the show where the queens now are aware of this. Which is odd because you also see it's a big change for the show as well. They lose Santino Rice as a judge and they bring in Carson and Ross. They change how Untucked is done and they do um, they do a more behind the scenes rather than the traditional Untucked that they were doing. So it, we, we're still seeing the Untucked that they started in season seven. You know, that's the way they do Untucked now. But before that, it was a whole other production. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a whole thing. All right. So this week we're doing things a little bit different. We're splitting up the episode into two parts. Okay. First, today, Laurie and I are going to talk about the workroom entrances only. And we'll talk about each drag queen. And we'll, Laurie will give her two cents on those drag queens, what she thinks, how she thinks they'll fare and whatnot. And then uh, on the next episode, we'll actually t- discuss the episode proper. And we'll discuss, you know, uh, the merits of the outfits, kind of. We're not really in the outfits. But also just the drama that happened. But today we're only focused on the workroom entrances. Now, Lori, the first one to walk into the workroom is Miss Fame. Uh, now, what were your thoughts on Miss Fame? Um, the, my first thought, honestly, was like, oh, this is like a fun Dragula outfit. Uh <laughs> <laughs> so that was it but yeah i just kind of you know i thought i liked the outfit a little bit i thought the um uh-huh. i think he's a, the the person out of drag is a really cute boy uh-huh. but yeah i wasn't like it wasn't like i was like oh this is you know wow the wow so much personality mm-hmm. you know oh so you so right now your take is that miss fame isn't miss personality not really no i mean she kind of like you know spent most of the time trying to figure out where to where to sit well, I think it's always hard to be the first one into the workroom. Yeah. Because you have to essentially talk to nobody, but you have to talk. Now, she's wearing some sort of like, I don't know, it's a purple bodysuit with like, like almost like, what do you call those things that dinosaurs have? Like, yeah. Spikes? Like the spikes? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that looked cute. Mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily think the makeup was great, but I don't know too much about the makeup to be like, oh, you know. I thought it was terrible, but mm-hmm. I felt like it could have been maybe a little bit more done up or something. Yeah. But um, which is funny because you're saying that she's known for her makeup. I mean, that even bef- even before this show, she was like a a social media star for her makeup. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Well, then what do I know? Yeah. I don't. Know. I and just e- felt like it now, was like she's a professional makeup artist and yeah, and model and stuff. Yeah. Oh well, then you know, good mm-hmm. for her. Uh, yeah, I you know I thought. I thought it was um I thought it was good. I thought it was fine for for a first entrance. But you're saying you but know. throughout the the work range is not much personality from her. No. All right, very good. All right, the next one into the workroom is the one and only Ginger Minge. Now Ginger Minge, what is she wearing there? Uh, can you tell what she's wearing, Lori? Lowry? Um she is wearing a like a almost like a sundress kind of thing, mm-hmm. and it's uh looks like uh oranges, I think, and she's got like brunette hair, but mm-hmm. it's like a short dress. She looks really cute. I thought she also has a song that I really like. Okay, which I. Can. That's it. That's all. That I was the song. <laughs> she never sang on it. I know. I couldn't get to the part where she sang, and I didn't want to waste any more time. <laughs> I could try well, I'm glad Ginger's it. glad you you played that song. Let's let's redo it. The, she also has a song that I like. Ooh, la, 
It sounds like one of those songs that if you saw like a Disney teen musical and she's like the wacky gas station attendant that just starts singing this song all of a sudden. Yeah, because like like her husband is like or her boyfriend is like on the on the uh, rich side of the town and Mm -hmm. she's on the poor side of the town. Yeah. And like he he doesn't want to be seen with her with his friends. And then she's as as he's driving away, Mm -hmm. she starts singing the song and then she dances in the middle of the street. You know uh, how you do. Yeah, exactly how you do. Now, now, based on the personality from what you saw in the workroom, what did, had you seen Ginger Minj before? Because you knew she had some song. Had you seen no. her before? No, never. Actually, I thought... Um, I will say I was a little underwhelmed the first time I, the first time I saw her. Yeah. Because like, from the singing and everything and, yeah. and, and the way that my girlfriend talks about her, I thought... I thought she was going to be like a, a Stacey Lane Matthews size kind of thing or like a, a Delta work size where it's mm-hmm. like, a, you know, she's but she didn't seem that big, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, she's just she's I actually really I liked her hair. I thought I thought she was a pretty girl or a pretty drag queen. So I was like, oh, OK. Hmm. So. All right. Like, yeah. Like if you saw that woman walk in the room, you would hit on Ginger Minj. No, I wouldn't hit on her. Mm-hmm. But that's simply because I don't hit on people. How do you hit on uh, people? Can you do like okay? I'll be. Let's do. The, I think we've done this actually before. But let's we have. Do it, yes. Yeah. 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 We, let's do it again though. Um, we're gonna be at a lesbian bar. Okay. This is, so here's the scene. We're at okay. a lesbian bar, and then I am. Um, my name is Ashley. Okay. Okay. Can I? Yes. You're so you're such an asshole. I've never been to a lesbian bar. Okay, and I'm standing there, and uh, and then you're gonna come hit on me. Oh, yeah, I don't like that one. Just one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I just love having one of these low carb beers. Oh yeah, me too. I like. Uh, they make a mean club soda. <laughs> oh hi, my name's Ashley. I didn't see you there. Oh hi, yeah. My name's my name's Lori. Can I get you something to drink? Um, yeah, I'll take a Michelob Ultra. Uh, I actually only have five dollars. Can you pick something else? <laughs> um, okay. maybe something from the special board. Um, yeah. Okay, I'll have that. Uh, let me see here. I'll have the meat curtains straight up. Meat curtains. Okay. All right. Well, one meat curtain for one spicy lady. <laughs> uh, hey, that's a really cute line. Thank you. Where are you from? What, what's your story? Uh, I'm from Orange County. I uh, live with my aunt. Who's a what are you doing out here in Barstow? Did you take an airplane? I did. I took an airplane. I took an airplane. Uh-huh. You know how you fly? You always fly to Barstow? I've never <laughs> driven anywhere. Yeah. Um, You're so, funny. What? You're funny. Thank you. You're cute. I like your hair. Is it getting hot in here? Yeah, but that's only because the air conditioner is not working. And everybody's dancing. Is there something dripping down your leg? 
Oh my god. I'm so sorry. I I'm peeing my pants currently. I'm so sorry. I just uh I can't help it. When I'm attracted to a girl and I get nervous, I just start urinating uncontrollably. I'm so sorry. I'm gonna tell you something. Whenever I meet a girl and I'm attracted to her, I get my period spontaneously. Well, you know, I have an affinity for drinking period blood. We should make a claim as to like what we've what we're doing. Mm-hmm. When people listen to this, mm-hmm. what should what what do we want to happen uh, by the time people listen to this in a year? What do you mean? What just, do you want to happen? Like in the world just, or on, sh- on the yeah, show? Yeah, just so we can be gravely disappointed when it doesn't happen. Well, it's not quite okay. So let's see. Who do you think will be the Democratic nominee uh, in the summer? <sighs> Depressingly, the, I say Joe Biden, but that's only because I have a feeling that it'll probably be him. Who but, do you want I mean, it to be? What? Who do you want it to be? Elizabeth Warren. I'm going to go. You know what? I have more faith than you. I'm going to go out and I'm going to go on a limb and say it's going to be Elizabeth, Elizabeth Warren. Really? Mm-hmm. I, um, I, I would love it if it, but I, I have a, I have a feeling it's going to be Joe Biden just because I feel like it's a middle of the road candidate. And I now feel let like me ask you a different question. Who will be the vice presidential candidate? Uh, I think Biden will choose somebody like middle of the road like him so i mean i wouldn't even be shocked if he chooses like beto but beto's been kind of going crazy lately so he Mm. might even choose he might do a reverse obama and just choose a black guy um or andrew yang i know andrew yang and him seems like they've been getting chummy Mm -hmm. so but uh yeah i think um but i think that trump will get elected oh you think trump's gonna get elected yeah I don't think that – I think people are just as dumb as they were four years ago. So I don't think we're going to – It's anything's going to get better. Um, I don't think he's going to get elected unless something really tr- like weird happens. My uh, only hope is that we get control of the Senate. I think if we get control of the Senate, then I think – well, but I don't want to – I don't want to – Yeah, also, like, this, this is going to be so obsolete by the time it comes out. I know. it's Well, it's going to be great, though, because it's going to be like – what are you talking about? Yeah, uh, Warren won, and we got control of the Senate, and now everybody's driving, you know, flying cars, yeah. and uh, they can just, you know, buy drugs off the side of the freeway f- to help their mothers with their diabetes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, how how life is. Um, what else do I want to talk about? Uh, oh, I I was going to say that I feel like by the time this airs, I will be living in Los Angeles. So that's oh really? My, that's my uh, my plan. Oh wow, that's very exciting news. Okay, so we're out of the bit. We're out of our old weird uh, future, you know, predictions. <laughs> future uh, depressed. We went through a real depressing yeah. moment. There. <laughs> Let's right. be hopeful about the future. It's all gonna burn in flames. The next one into the workroom is Jaden Dior Fierce. Your thoughts on Jaden Dior Fierce? First of all, she's wearing. It looks almost like a rainbow bright inspired outfit with like the pink shoes and a rainbow okay maybe pride colors hoop skirt and a green hoop and a purple uh top with the blue something it's, it's very very 
like a rainbow exploded on her and a blonde wig. Your thoughts on Jane Dior Fierce? I liked it. Oh, you I did? You cute. liked this outfit? Yeah, I thought it was cute. And what did you think of her personality? What did you think of her in the workroom? Because she's, she's a little much. It sounded like she was one of the big uh, proponents of throwing as many catchphrases out as you could. Yeah, she definitely was. She definitely was throwing catchphrases out. Um, but I, I like. I thought it was. I thought she was funny. I thought she had a. I really liked her walk. Um, I also. Uh, I don't know. I thought she was. You know, she seemed like she, she's a big personality, but also seemed like she can kind of doesn't need to necessarily be the always be the funniest, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. So, like when the lights on her, I feel like she could she really shines but then she doesn't need to always be making jokes yeah but yeah i liked her outfit i thought was i thought was like a cute 80s kind of look and Mm -hmm. i don't know i liked it all right very good all right next into the workroom we have violet tchotchke uh she's i actually like i love this outfit actually it almost seems like very like 1940s inspired it is and i believe this is is she's head to toe violet right it's yeah, like, it's like a light purple color, um, and almost like a hip. I don't know what you, would you really call it. Nineteen forties, almost like like um, not I was gonna say page boy, but like a peasant type, like a, like a like a cool hip. I don't know what you would call. I don't know fashion at all. What would you What do you think of her outfit? It's very I vintage, too. vintage peasant look. Yeah, it seemed like the kind of like. Um... Like uh, uh, my grandma used to say that um, when she was when she was younger, that she would wear her slip out to like parties and stuff because it was nicer than the dresses that she had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she would wear her slip and be like, "Oh, you're so avant garde and sexy." Yeah. And she's like, "I just bought this as underwear, essentially." Yeah. Um, so it kind of looked like a little bit like a fancy slip that mm-hmm. somebody has under their dress, yeah. but then she just decided to wear, uh, wear it out. But yeah, I thought, um, I thought it looked really great. I loved how it was all lavender, but it wasn't tonal. Mm-hmm. And I thought that shows real skill to be like, I mean, I couldn't do that to have it be like all basically the same color, but not have it be like kind of bland. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I liked it. I liked her. I liked her personality. She she's definitely one of the people who, when she walked in the room, I was like, oh, she's gonna be like, something's gonna happen. She's gonna either be like a star, or she's gonna be a shit stir. And so. what and what do you think? Uh, you know, Luke Stamen in the chat room says it's a definitely a twenty a twenty speakeasy look. That's the best way of putting it. A twenty speakeasy look. Now, Lori, uh, so you liked her personality, liked sort of the the sort of like brash attitude she kind of has in the chat room. Yeah, I liked it. All right. I thought it was, you know, I, th- I thought it was uh, funny. I like when she said that she had, you know, always wanted to meet Miss Fame and that mm-hmm. she was, you know, pretty, but not impressed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I thought that was funny. All right. Next into the workroom, we have, now this is definitely 1940s, even down to the way she speaks, Max. Your thoughts on Max? I, the, f- I, I know this sounds weird, but when mm-hmm. I first saw... Max, I honestly thought this person is trying to be, I was saying she's trying to be Tammy Brown, but not successful. Mm-hmm. This is what you first I, thought with Max. Yeah. I never got that impression. I, I'm curious how you got that impression. Because Tammy Brown's kind of like that old, she she always had that old style, like, 
demure attitude, but kind of with a hint of, of humor, you know? Mm-hmm. But I think, and I think Max is trying to be the same way when she came in with the newspaper that said Max has arrived and all this stuff yeah. and saying that she's always on and she's always a character. And I was like, I don't know. I feel like she's just trying. It just seemed like she was trying way too hard. What do you think about her mid-Atlantic accent, Laurie? Uh, I mean, I'm not great with accents, but I feel like I could do a better job. Yeah. <laughs> What did you think of her attitude? Did you like her sort of a, a, a attitude that she she sort of exuded? Do you like the general demeanor she had in the in the workroom? Um, I know I felt like it was very put forced. Oh, interesting. Like, there were a couple of directions I felt like it was forced, and hers was one of them. I think everybody so far, mm-hmm. even if you know Miss Fame, if I didn't necessarily like the look or whatever, I felt like they came in and they seemed genuine. It, wh- whether they were like assholes or you know interesting or whatever they seemed like they weren't weren't trying to do something and mm-hmm. she felt felt very much like she was trying to do something all right very so. good all right next in the workroom we have the one the only katya petrona zomolochikova comes into the room laurie she's wearing like a all red red to toe uh russian inspired outfit uh you know she says it's her grandmother's old war outfit what were your thoughts on katya her look let's talk about her look first okay her look was okay it was tonal Mm -hmm. it was very one color but you got what it was Mm -hmm. so i i thought that was good i felt like it played into the character that she was playing Mm -hmm. so i like that yeah so i mean i would say i'd give it a a b minus and then what do you think of her personality the character everything in the workroom so I have a question. Yeah. Is this is Katya is this Katya's character the whole time? Or is this Katya's character just for the walk run right uh the walk in? Oh, you mean like because, when she's walking around as a boy, does she do a, a big character? Yeah, like cuz no. with when she was in the confessional, she she first came out as as like oh, giving her whole name, but then she but then the the boy was like, I, you know, this is just the character or whatever. And it, obviously it was just a character. But then mm-hmm. when Katya herself was in, um, what, like later on in the episode, she wasn't doing the same like Russian, you know, bimbo style look or uh, attitude that she had before. So it's like, is that was that just her character for the for the walk-in or was that her is katya her character throughout the whole thing it's throughout the whole thing i think when she has to be on as katya on stage she is katya but if, if you're talking okay. about like the judge's critiques she'll talk in her normal voice whether she's a girl oh, or a boy. Okay. yeah okay uh but how did you like her personality <clears throat> i mean it was okay i mean i didn't i i would say i, w- I want to see more of it but mm-hmm. i i thought it was good it's you know it's hard with these one minute snippets yeah to be like oh to to make like a long long lasting opinion on this mm-hmm. person but yeah i mean i thought it was fine i thought it was an interesting character you know you don't have any other person i feel like has like that kind of character so i thought it was interesting all right next into the workroom is jasmine masters and she has something to say what were your thoughts on jasmine masters Lori? um i i was kind of underwhelmed really mm-hmm. jasmine masters came in and was wearing like a half like a uh half shirt mm-hmm. that was uh cut and so showing her abs and i kind of felt like you know it's like anytime you kind of have to fur the first time we meet her mm-hmm. you have she has to rely on her abs mm-hmm. kind of tells me that she doesn't really have a lot of anything else to offer 
Now, so, do you know anything about Jasmine Masters at all, or is this your first time seeing her? I, I know that she did All Stars, mm-hmm. and she did. She was something where she was like, was she the one who played like she played uh, RuPaul, or she did some at and during the Snatch Game, and everybody was like, "You asked for this, Internet. You asked for this." Or was it Jasmine Masters who said that? I forgot. But anyways, that's all I remember about her. And so, okay, so you don't like the outfit? I would agree. It's it, it's very sloppy. It's very cheap it doesn't look good but uh yeah the earrings don't match it It just feels like she was wearing earrings for no reason it's a a bizarre look to wear for your workroom entrance into rupaul's drag race but uh what did you think of her personality and her demeanor into the workroom i mean it was you know it was okay it was it was um from what i would expect of somebody who like that who you know kind of has to sort of she reminds me a lot of like again I other competition shows I watch where like um one of them I, I think I brought this up a lot is that I really like Ink Master which is a tattoo competition show mm-hmm. and in Ink Master the the people who are not as talented or as experienced as tattoo artists when they come into the show their main goal is to kind of get into the heads of the other competitors mm-hmm. so that they kind of make them they make them frazzled and they falter and stuff and I felt like that was her. You could tell that was kind of her. She was like sizing everybody up. Mm-hmm. So, uh, all right. Next, um, Mrs. Kasha Davis. Your thoughts? I don't know. I kind of felt again a little forced. Mm-hmm. I I felt like it was like I, I know this sounds weird, but I felt like the people who picked the show should have been like, all right. So we have one 1950s vintage drag queen. Yeah. I don't think we need five more. Uh-huh. So, um, don't you think it's a, so? So you're, you're saying it's a little bit repetitive, and and she's not in a in a good way. You think? No, I didn't think she was very funny. I thought she had that like weird stare, uh-huh. like when um the other girl was like showing her boobs. She was like kind of pretending like she was mesmerized. Mm-hmm. So. The, you know. she, now, she's wearing a poodle skirt. It's a black poodle skirt, but it has like images of people or uh, it looks like women, something posing in a sexy way. And it's like, um, I don't know, what color is that between her belt and her uh, her bra top? I don't know what those things are called. Yeah. I thought it was okay. It was, de- it was one of those things where I, I, I thought it was nice, but I didn't think it was like, it, was, it didn't wow me. You know, it wasn't something where it wasn't like the Miss Fame where it was like, obviously felt like a costume it felt like something you could buy at like torrid or something mm-hmm. all right laurie next into the workroom we have trixie mattel your thoughts on trixie mattel she's wearing but she comes in co- covered like in a map she's like reading a map and she's wearing like a like a like a very uh, like what would you like mauve style colors Almost like Golden Girl colored dress. I don't know what. What would you call this outfit? How would you describe it, Lori? Yeah, it was kind of like a white, like an eggshell white with like a floral print skirt and a, a floppy hat with blonde hair. Yeah. But it kind of even looked like the shirt was a little bit, had like a hint of pink in it or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I liked it. I I like, I like Trixie Mattel. Mm-hmm. So, you know. I don't know. So, so what I thought, you, what I thought you, it was a good... Uh, she also has a song that I like. I can't stand the way it opens when I spin Ribbon bows around my shoulder And I'm only getting older Mama, don't make me put on the dress again 
daddy don't make What did you think of her demeanor in the workroom? I I didn't really think that her demeanor in the workroom was that shock was that like interesting or shocking. Mm-hmm. I thought her confessional mm-hmm. was actually better. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, her her workroom I felt like she kind of got drowned out by the other mm-hmm. uh people in there. Oh, interesting. Very very interesting. All right, next uh they used to, I don't think they really do this as much anymore. They used to always have one contestant from Puerto Rico. Maybe they still do. Uh, Candy Ho is that contestant. What were your thoughts on Candy Ho? What is she wearing? Are you able to describe what she's wearing? Uh, she it looks kind of like a the uh, a little bit like the J-Lo dress from the MTV Music Awards when she was uh, dating Puff Daddy. Yeah. And it kind of looks like that a little bit, but more. But if that was like a pantsuit. Uh-huh. So it's like a sheer pantsuit that's like got like a I actually liked it, but I didn't think it was drag. I just felt like it was just like an outfit. Mm-hmm. You know, like I feel like with drag, I don't know. I I like drag. I f- I'm finding that I like drag that I feel like is more of a produ- production. Okay. Like more couture mm-hmm. and like where it's like a thing that I can tell that oh, these people made this or this mm-hmm. is something that was custom. Yeah. And I don't feel like this was custom. Very, so very interesting. Did yeah, you, did you get a sense of her personality in the workroom? Yeah, I got a sense of her personality. And what were your? She just about? didn't seem like she was very um, nice, mm-hmm. and I feel like it's because she's just extremely nervous. But she, it comes off as like she wants to be. Mm-hmm. She's trying to be bitchy. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, what's funny is now because now that I've seen the episode mm-hmm. and I know what the judges' critiques were, mm-hmm. I can definitely see that she kind of overshades her, the bottom part of her face so it does yeah. definitely make it look like she has a beard so i thought that was funny all right you saw that in the workroom entrance yeah all right next in the workroom we have pearl uh your thoughts on pearl with her black chin strap and it looks like it's a, now that i look at it i know more about pearl it's a very pearl look where she's wearing like you know black and you know thigh high garter it says the garters and the stockings and uh a sheer black top with a bra underneath and a gold belt, it looks like. And then a, a, a blonde wig with like a black chin strap going across. But it's done in makeup. What were your thoughts on Pearl? Um, I liked it. I thought it was very... It was one of those things that I felt like out of all of them, when she walked in, it, it you definitely knew what she was about. You knew? You knew that she was going to be like avant-garde, like kind of like a rock star-ish kind of thing and and not not necessarily typical i also thought it was very funny Mm -hmm. coming from dragula people were so weirded out by the the tiniest chin strap (laughs) across her face it was like oh my god calm down yeah well the look they're they're still evolving on drag race and so they they, it's hard for them to they don't know how to make well, like weird uh, drag choices. We're ne- where we now we're in season thirteen. Where we we're used to seeing weird shit, you know. But yeah. At the time, they're still trying to evolve on that. Uh, all right. Uh, oh, what did you think of her attitude? Like in the confessionals, in the workroom. What's the sense you get of Pearl so far? I mean, I feel like she's a bitch, but she's a she's like, I like it. Like I'm like, oh, I really I like her at this point. You know, I think but she's I, like the hottest boy. Oh no, she's the the second hottest boy to ever been on the show. Really? Oh, I think she's so fucking hot. Everybody does. Well, the boy itself, even though it's like one of those things where you go, okay, it's a tall white man and this is a tall, you know, I was definitely like, oh, I, 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 they don't really look alike. So I feel like she does a really good job of kind of, even though she has the same, she keeps the same shape Mm -hmm. of kind of changing her face so it doesn't look like her, 
you know, in the um, when she's doing drag. So I thought that was interesting. Very interesting. Um, but you, but you, you still haven't given your your. Have you really said what you thought of her persona? Yeah, I thought she was a bitch, but oh, I liked all it. Right. You liked it. All right. Next into the room, we have Kennedy Davenport. It almost like she's wearing like a like something that someone wear in the circus, but it's gold and black, right? Like a yeah. Like a ringleader kind yeah, of Yeah, like a female ringleader. What were your thoughts on Kennedy Davenport's look? Um, I wasn't, like, too wowed. I love the hair. Mm-hmm. I thought her hair was great. Um, but the outfit itself, I felt like, was good. But I, I, I would have liked more of a production element to it. But I felt like, overall, mm-hmm. compared to, like, some of the other queens that entered. So, compared to Jasmine Masters, I mean, mm-hmm. it was a freaking, you know, costume. It was like a... A whole whole production compared mm-hmm. to Jasmine Masters. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I and also I don't really feel like she got a chance to kind of show her personality because mm-hmm. Jasmine Masters like immediately ran up and hugged her and was like kind of took her thunder. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I felt like she was also one of the ones who kind of faded into the crowd a little mm-hmm. bit. All right, very good. Uh, next in the workroom, <sighs> we have uh, she cracked the code, everyone. Uh, Sasha Bell. Your thoughts on Sasha Bell, Lori? She's wearing like it looks like a very like like simple like booty high heel, like a platform shoe, right? And then she has these plastic gut, fake machine guns, and then like a like a really simple like white mini skirt cocktail dress kind of thing, with then some orange contraption yeah. over, it, and then red hair and big sunglasses. Your thoughts on Sasha Bell? It kind of looks like um. Kind of looks like a little bit like the hoop skirts that they wore on the space station in the Fifth Element a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, or like the strap. Dre- it was like a mix between that and the strap dress that uh, Mila Jovovich wore in Fifth Element. I-, I also thought it was a little. I don't know. I I feel like it, look. I think pro- if you bring props in, great. I feel like anything you need to do to you know kind of sell your character is fine. But you need to also figure out a fun way to get rid of them and just mm-hmm. placing them on the table and then walking away. Yeah. I don't feel like it's the best way. Mm-hmm. So it kind of told me that she doesn't. I think in that moment, you kind of got to see that, you know, she has grand ideas. Uh-huh. You could tell that she has like these plans and she she's tr- definitely trying to be out there. But mm-hmm. the execution just isn't there yet. Mm-hmm. So. And what's the sense you got of her persona from the workroom, from the confessionals? What what did you get a sense of? I don't feel like she really showed any too much of her personality. Mm-hmm. I kind of felt like again, like I think towards this end, they kind of were wrapping up the the runway, the the like the meetings and stuff. Mm-hmm. I felt like, um, you know, I, I felt like she didn't really have a chance. But her the boy doesn't look anything like her, mm-hmm. so I was like, good for her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I All thought right. the boy was kind of cute. All right, very good. And then finally, the last one in the workroom, Tempest Du Jour. Uh, she's wearing. I don't know how you go here. You try and describe this. I can't describe clothes. Uh, it's like a pink dress. <laughs> it's a. It's like a, a a sparkle dress, like a flapper dress almost, or a cocktail dress. Um, that's got like, uh, uh, if anybody else can type in how they would describe it, I'll read it to you and make myself sound smarter. But right now she's got like a cotton candy wig and it's like a, it's almost like circles. Um, but 
they're like inlets. So they're like got like flowers on them and stuff. I know we should It's a pink dress. Uh okay. And what and did you get a chance to get any sense of her personality from the confessionals or time in the workroom? Uh Luke Stammon says Flamenco John Waters. There we go. That's okay. perfect. Um Yeah, I well, I thought it was interesting. Here's the thing. I felt like she missed a real opportunity with um when uh, uh, the Candy Ho asked, what, what, how old are you? Mm-hmm. And she kind of immediately got really like victim-y. And so I was like, I can't believe you did that sort of thing. Like, really? Mm-hmm. And I felt like she missed a real opportunity to kind of come back at her with mm-hmm. the retort and like yeah. sort of take, you know, show that she doesn't, that those kind of things don't bother her. Mm-hmm. And I felt like we got to see that she is not, you know, she, she might portray this like overconfident, comedy queen but she's not she's really very insecure and also you know doesn't necessarily might not necessarily have the chops to kind of if she can't handle a simple question as how how old are you then i don't necessarily feel like she's gonna do as we can tell she doesn't do too well in the competition yeah so now laurie do you have any clear because you know that's all the queens do you have any clear standout favorites so far well i wouldn't have picked her Mm -hmm. but Star tells me when I, I think I mentioned this that my girlfriend Star said, "Oh, that's the season with Violet Chachki." So okay. I feel like Violet, Violet Chachki goes far, okay, in this season or possibly wins it. Okay, um, I think Ginger Minj goes far mm-hmm. in this season, or I hope so because I would mm-hmm. say Ginger Minj is probably my favorite so mm-hmm. far. I think. Well, now I know Pearl goes far because I read in the chat room that she, um. That she goes, she goes pretty far. Now, wait, hold on for a second. Now, chat room, if you know Lori has not watched season seven, why are you putting spoilers in the chat room? I also think Lori has read ahead, and now she's just using the chat room. I have to not. Explain. I swear, I swear on my aunt's life. I, Eve Adams says because we hate you. Um. <laughs> I have not. I swear. I don't know anything. People are talking about like videos and oh, she hasn't watched her YouTube channel or whatever thing. And they're like, oh, we're so excited that she doesn't know anything about the season. So apparently I'm missing a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. But I swear I have not watched anything or read anything. Mm -hmm. Um, The only reason I I feel like because I don't all stars doesn't pick people who usually win the seasons, right? Or do they? They only did it one time, but yeah. So I I have a, I because of that I think I know that Jasmine Masters, Kenny Davenport, and Trixie Mattel probably don't win, but I don't know how far they get. Mm-hmm. Um, besides that, I feel like I mean personally, mm-hmm. who is the girl who? Um, who was the second to last to walk in? I forgot her Sasha name already. Bell. What? Sasha Bell. Sasha Bell. Mm-hmm. That was the one with the guns. Yeah. I personally, I don't. I was shocked that Sasha Bell didn't go home this week. So mm-hmm. I have a feeling that she's going to go home next week because mm-hmm. she, quote unquote, couldn't understand the competition. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, let's see. So those are the only people. The rest, I would say, could surprise me. 
you know mm-hmm. i mean to be honest with the you uh, the the last the last three seasons that mm-hmm. i've watched of rupaul's drag race yeah. and i do this with ink master too mm-hmm. but i um i go, i pick a winner my my aunt and i we watch ink master together and we'll pick a winner mm-hmm. i'm always wrong i'm always wrong and yeah. so and nine times out of ten which happened in the first first season and second season not in the third season the person that I pick to win goes home either first or second. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I have no idea what this is going to, and it, it's killing me. Mm-hmm. I, I really want to, if somebody organically types in who won the season, I wouldn't hate you, you know? <laughs> now, let me say this for everyone listening at home. You're probably thinking like, wow, Joe just interviewed Lori. Joe didn't give his opinion. I don't want to say too much about the workroom entrances because, uh, I know what happens to these people. Now, I'll have a lot to say about the show proper and the plot and the story and the untucked and the this and the that. But as far as, you know, the workroom entrances, look, I'll tell you this. You know, re-watching it, I and knowing they're all... So everything I'm going to tell you, Lori, is loaded because I know not only their history on the show, but their history on All-Stars, if I saw that, the, what they've done outside of the show. I actually... Feel and I don't remember what I said in the original season seven when we recorded it, but I felt Miss Fame's look was amazing. I loved it. I was like, "Wow, what a great entrance look!" I thought Ginger Minj looked better than I remembered. Jane Dior Fierce was still as basic and as horrible as I remembered. Violet Chachki I thought looked great. I actually thought Max looked great. I'll be honest with you too. We see that the early stages of she she has a big thing with silver silver hair and silver look. Um, okay. Maybe because she maybe trying to harken back to like a black and white look. Who knows? <laughs> Katya, okay. uh, Katya, I thought looked fine. She looked very Katya. It's interesting to see this character come in. Jasmine Masters, and it's funny because I have since learned, and I don't know what we said, that Jasmine Masters has blocked RuPaul's Drag Race recap. I think on Twitter and Instagram. Okay, really? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We must have said we must have said something. Okay. And um, but and, so, and I'm actually a huge Jasmine Masters post season seven post everything. I'm a huge Jasmine Masters fan, and um, but I will say the look she came in with this entrance look was disappointing. Mrs. Kasha Davis, she's actually been on the show, Mrs. Kasha Davis, and uh, I think I get it more than I did then. I think I get Mrs. I don't think I got Mrs. Kasha Davis then. I think I get it now. Trixie Mattel, I thought, you know, we're seeing Trixie Mattel start a journey that I think has evolved to what it is now. I'll leave it there. Candy Ho, I barely remember her. Pearl. Uh you know, again, I'm actually I'm always very torn on Pearl because again, I think she's very attractive as a boy, but this isn't called RuPaul's dr- boy race, you know. Um, I don't know how I ever feel about Pearl's looks. I feel that Pearl has gotten a lot farther in drag because she is cute as a boy. Kennedy Davenport uh, didn't particularly wow me on this entrance look, but it's very pageant queen. Sasha Bell looked horrible on this thing, and Tempest du Jour just seemed very old school drag. You know, it's it's the type of drag that's dying because of RuPaul's Drag Race. But before RuPaul's Drag Race, this was with drag. We always look like someone's aunt, you know? Uh, Yeah. And so, um, 
That was where my takes on the entrance looks. And that's using all the knowledge that I have now. Uh, but, you know, if people leave, Lori, we'll fill you in on, on sort of information about them. Well, uh, I'm excited to see where it goes from here. Because, yeah. yeah, again, I feel like, look, entrance looks... It's tough to judge somebody solely by just a 30-second glimpse, mm-hmm. you know? Like, for example, like, yeah, I would say a lot of the drag queens that I... Um, like like Alexis Mateo, I like Alexis Mateo. When I first in the first couple episodes that I saw her, I didn't really think she was going to be, you know, all that interesting. Mm-hmm. And then I thought she, I thought she was great. Yeah. So you know, mm-hmm. I think it's like some people it just you, you just have to. Most people you have to warm up to. I think yeah. there's very few people that right away you get exactly what their character is. Yeah. Now let me ask you this question, Lori. We're heading into the rest of the episode on the next episode of our podcast. We're going to do the rest of season episode seven, episode one. But and I know you've seen it already. But uh, uh, do you have any final thoughts on the workroom entrances, on the looks, on the confessional? Is there anything that we missed? Um, overall, I would say as far as what I've seen, um, I feel like in my opinion, mm-hmm. I know it sounds weird. This is more, a more diverse, uh, cast as far as, um, drag like concepts go. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've, this is to me, in my opinion, this is the most I've seen where there's different style. Even though there's like four 1950s pinup drag queens, mm-hmm. um, I still feel like you know with Pearl and Jasmine and uh, Miss Fame, I feel like there's a lot of range. Mm-hmm. Whereas in other seasons, I haven't felt that. So All right. that's it. Very good. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 7. So, for Lori Roggenkamp and myself, sashay away until next week. Have something to say? Email us at dragracerecap at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dragracerecap. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at dragracerecap. Our Instagram account is managed by Stephen Starling. If you want access to more Drag Race content and other Afterthought Media shows, support us at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. You can follow Lori Roggenkamp on Instagram at PickleMyth. Follow Joe Batanz on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batanz. That's B-E-T-A-N-C-E. The theme song was written by Lucian Piani and arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. This podcast was made possible by the following exclusive tier Patreon supporters. Nicholas Springham, Katie Whitmire, April Pacheco, Dean UK, Melissa Payton, Nikki Baker... Devin McKay, The State of Bree, Robert NYC, Rachel J, AJ Norris, Richard C, Common Cool, Humble Pie, J. Thomas Plank, Luke Stamen, Sirmet Smith, Travis Potter, Jesse Harris, John J, Jimmy Kilbasa, Pedro SF, Ginger Biscuit, Jesse Lozano, Parker Elliott, Lauren Eckert, Haley Sklans and her mom. 
and Jordan Darling. RuPaul's Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media podcast.